Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something epic. This is Paratroop Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And today we're bringing a very fun topic, one that we haven't really discussed, but has been circling the social media. Uh, This idea pretty much came up from Justin, who received a TikTok uh, from a friend, and we decided to run with it. And that question is whether or not humanity or humans in general actually came from mars is earth our natural home we're about to find out uh so i think without further ado let's just jump on into it okay yeah so um cat word you guys heard her on our um halloween episode with us and she's been on our worst episodes by the way (laughs) yeah kidding i'm kidding (laughs) But she sent me the video on TikTok, and I should tell her that Paratruth has a TikTok. I don't think she realizes it. But um, she know what TikTok is exactly. I mean, I know she sent you the TikTok, but you see that from somebody you're younger. <laughs> she, she's always commenting on my TikToks, so oh, okay, okay. She she has somewhat of an idea. <laughs> she's like, it's yes, fun- that's what a clock does, right? <laughs> it's funny you say that because. Shelly just mentioned the other day that she's too old for TikTok. And I'm like, yeah, there's people way older than you on TikTok. You're mm-hmm. not too old for TikTok. Maybe when TikTok first started, yes, we were too old for TikTok. But so she sent this video. Um, unfortunately, I didn't take notes because there was some good information in there that there was a scientist, cannot remember the name, but who speculated that humans are from Mars and that that's why humans today, as the years progress, humans are getting sicker and sicker. And these diseases, these viruses are affecting humans even more so than other beings on the planet. But it goes down to even science even further too, though, because everything that I've come across trying to do some research on it, the the speculation is f- fragments from Mars, from some type of um, catastrophic, catastrophic event, blue chunks from Mars, and it would have brought life to Earth, and that's kind of how Earth uh, life started here. But the way that they're talking about it isn't like humans like you and i are humans it's microscopic life right so you know after i watched the video which 
shocking, I know, from the last time Eric and I talked about TikTok and watching videos and being chastised because I said I didn't have time to watch a 15-second video. Um, so I finally did have time. So watching the video, I started really thinking about this. And um, I guess, what are some of your thoughts, or, or did you come across anything that even hinted at humans themselves, quote-unquote humans, coming from Mars? Yeah, no. I mean, obviously, the only the only stuff that I found in regard to humans coming from Mars are pretty much, you know, what I like to call back road websites. So these are websites that aren't, um, uh, they don't have any grounding, right? They they're not what I would call official. Um, uh, oh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I only could think you respected, but that's not the right term because they could be respected. Uh, but you know these these are these are these are websites that just aren't politically well known. You know these are thrown on by some person somewhere who has no real scientific knowledge necessarily or anything. Not like that. reputable. Is that what you're thinking of? Reputable. Reputable. That is the word I'm thinking of. Uh, so they're not reputable sources. You know, they're not like the Smithsonian or BBC or some of these other uh, places that we get some of our information from. Uh, so with that said, a lot of what I did find in regards to. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, so I was just telling Justin at the beginning of the show that I don't talk at all during the day because I don't have a job in which I talk to people. So it's like when I get on here to talk. It's like there's dust in my throat and it gets clogged up as I'm trying to speak for the first time for the day. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, a, a lot of the things that I saw was just coming from some of these websites that are more speculative or creating some sort of fantasy story uh, based on what I was seeing. You know, there was nothing mm -hmm. real. There's no scientific uh, evidence backing it up or anything like that. Uh, the most significant thing that I found was something you had already mentioned, and that is... Uh, this idea that early on in the life of the planets, a uh, an asteroid struck Mars and basically threw up a bunch of dust and particles that attached to another piece of rock that made its way to Earth, crashed there, and then the bioorganisms kind of spread through the world and created life as we know it. Now, <clears throat> there's a lot of discussion as to whether or not that's possible. Uh, because, you know, how, how can it be that life didn't already exist here? For example, why would it have to come from, from another place? Well, you know, reading articles on BBC.com and the Smithsonian, uh, I found that early on in the life of Mars and Earth specifically, Earth was pretty much just a vast ocean. That's all it was, right? We know that. That's scientifically proven. There was no land. It was just water. Mars, on the other hand had had both oceans and land much like earth does today so it had a higher potential of creating life because there was a place for life to kind of grow and exist on land uh, so when that happened when the asteroid hit and spit everything up uh, by the time it reached earth land was already starting to form at which point mars was starting to basically disintegrate under the giant catastrophic event as you had mentioned uh and they kind of flip-flopped so earth became this perfect hospital 
hospital place, right? Something hospitable, like that. hospitable, 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 hospitable. <laughs> Guys, it's been years since I've taken English. Okay, <laughs> I know. Um, so you know, when they landed, or when when the organisms landed here, there was a much greater chance for that life to kind of finally take on, especially because the earth was warmer, closer to the sun, had everything going for it. All of a sudden it was younger. Uh, and then it just kind of flourished from there. Now, obviously there's a lot of conspiracy regarding whether or not humanity literally existed on Mars first, like you and I fully grown, full knowledge living on, 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 uh, Mars there's a rock structures that people like to point to like the face of Mars. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen that picture. Uh, right. It's very interesting. You know, there's a lot of debate whether or not it's man-made uh, made by some sort of extraterrestrials, or if it's just a natural rock formation, there's no real clue, which is kind of weird to me considering we've landed how many, you know, vehicles on Mars and have yet to go check it out and give significant info as to what it is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as of right now, I'm seeing a lot more evidence in the scientific side of it uh, in terms of these bioorganisms compared to actual humans or some sort of alien being, if you will, that originated from Mars and then came to Earth. Right. Well, and in the video they talk about, you know, it really explains why humans are getting sick, even more so now as time goes on than early on because more exposure to the radiation of the sun being closer to the sun now um, would explain the different things like cancer, uh, some of the viruses that wouldn't have been on Mars are here. Um, But, you know, that part kind of evaporates a little when you think of if it's a microorganism that just came here, all of that would have originated on Mars because it, it's, in a sense, a part of Mars coming here. And all if all of life originated on Mars, everything, including the viruses, everything would have originated on Mars, too. Well, but, I mean, yes and no, because, I mean, you have to consider the viruses kind of create themselves. They just kind of appear depending mm. on various things um in fact one big thing that has been commonly uh spoken about on npr uh radio is that as we see more and more of the arctic ice melting there's a greater chance of new viruses uh becoming oh, known to us true. because they're locked away in the ice so that of course could be as you said viruses that came from mars or somewhere else outside of space or based on the biology of the earth the perfect, you know, structure, heat, cold, all that stuff can just manifest its own kind of uh, viruses or mutations of viruses. Uh, I hate to talk about COVID on here on the show again, but that's one thing that we see with viruses that's constantly mutating, right? We have like mm. three or four mutations now and the flu has done the same thing. The You know, common cold has done the same thing. Uh, one thing I do want to mention though, <clears throat> because you said, you know, one of the big things that we're seeing about people getting sick is we're, because we're closer to the sun, there's greater potential for cancer because of uh, microwaves and, you know, various types of uh, UV light mm, that exposure is coming from the yep. sun. Right. Um, now, we don't know. Well, I don't know, I should say exactly what the atmosphere was like on Mars. I mean, if it was anything like Earth, then it was probably very similar. But 
if it wasn't, one thing I know is that currently Mars has virtually no atmosphere. And so the amount of UV rays that are penetrating through uh, the atmosphere that is on Mars is significantly stronger than here on Earth, even though Earth is closer um, to the to the to the sun. So <clears throat> that is something to consider because I feel like actually I, I read this article uh, who is, is by NBC News. And we'll talk about it a little more, but it's more so about Mars colonists, people who are going to go, you know, leave Earth to go to Mars and how those people over thousands of years may actually change mm. uh, in appearance and in the way that they act and all that just in their own evolutionary right. So um, with that said, you know, one of the things that they talk about is a peculiar uh, pigmentation of the skin. Uh, there's actually two views on it. And the first one is that, who is it? It was a person by the name of Carbrell said that because there's less light on Mars, and mind you, Mars is almost always cloudy. So you never get direct daylight. Uh, but because there's less light, they believe that it would be possible that the skin of humans thousands of years from now on Mars would become pale over time and their hair light toned. However, there was a second argument by a person named Solomon who says that the Martian atmosphere is thinner than Earth's and the red planet has essentially no protective field, a magnetic field, and thus people living on Mars would be exposed to higher levels of cancer-causing radiation even if they spent most of their lives indoors, and that pigmentation helps block the effects of radiation and therefore, the deeper the color, the better pr the protection. And therefore, he thinks that people would become much darker skinned and darker hair uh, on Mars than here on Earth. Even still, though, he said it's possible that life on Mars might yield people whose skin is pigmented by, a, by a carotenoids rather than our usual pigment of melanin. Basically, carotenoids are the same molecules that give carrots their characteristics and color. And so there's a good chance that if people, you know, spent thousands of years on Mars, their skin would actually turn bright orange. And they would just differentiate themselves from humanity in that way. We actually do see that with people that eat a lot of carrots over an extended period of time, of course, that their skin mm -hmm. start to get kind of an orange pigmentation so that kind of does make sense with those people that are like in their 30s 40s and 50s who use fake tanning way too much <laughs> yeah the spray tanning is not good <laughs> so something that i was thinking about with this and not saying i i buy into this or believe it it was just a, a thought process that kind of started coming to me you know i i started thinking about the bible and mm -hmm. how it talks about you know creation to the end and that maybe all of this that happened in the bible actually was had happened on mars and then we somehow were able to get here to earth so the bible's already happened um, not saying it's that's that's true. I'm not even saying that I believe in it. It was just a thought process I started having. So Mars being dead now, we have 
came to the new Earth, being Earth. So now we have a whole new history that's that's forming from it. I mean, that's that's interesting, and it's it's certainly a possibility, I suppose. <clears throat> I mean, how many times have we heard that history repeats itself, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not just in the paranormal. That's just a general life oh, right. <laughs> rule, I guess, that people have always taught, taught us. Um, so there is always that possibility, you know, that uh, every time one thing ends, it just restarts, that there really is no new, quote unquote, beginning. Uh, it's just the same thing at a different time. Uh, so, I mean, it, but it, but yeah, it certainly possible i mean we, we see a lot of stuff though within the scriptures that show like uh what people would consider extraterrestrial right uh the way they describe it whether or not it is or isn't um i mean i really think that this whole the whole idea of god and the angels and extraterrestrials and aliens all coincide they're all one in the same and that's not to say that you know god is an a alien alien or right. reptilian or something like that um, but he's not of this world. He's not of Earth, right? Neither are the angels. They they belong to a whole different, you know, whatever place <laughs> whole, of existence. Different, yeah, you know. And so, it, just an angel showing up or God showing up in the Bible uh, is certainly an extraterrestrial event. Um, and the way that people describe those events, uh, they they. They tend to humanize them. They explain them in the best way that they know how. Sometimes it's symbolic. Sometimes it isn't, and it's not easy to tell which is which. Uh, what, which is why, like, you really have to read. Uh, you know, you have to he- read the Hebrew uh, scriptures. Uh, you need to read the the uh, the Arabic, uh, the Greek, all that in order to take everything into context. So, um, you know, to me, a lot of it is just a really big mystery still. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Well, and I had thought about this too. Not not just Mars, but <clears throat> what if Earth, uh, humans came from a different planet, not necessarily Mars, and some of these cryptids that we see now also came from another planet. That's why we can't identify them in any way to a specific animal or animal type that we have here on earth now. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I mean, that, that's certainly possible. I, it's so hard for me to wrap my mind around the idea that there are not just our planet, but so many solar systems, <clears throat> galaxies and otherwise with planets in them. And we're the only ones that happen to exist, right? The only life form that doesn't make sense. Um, right. especially with so many suns out there, <clears throat> but then, why do we have these planets? And and like the planets, clearly, if you look at them, you just Google our planets in our solar system. They're not just rocks, right? They're not just these boulders you see flying around. These are uh, beautiful pieces of art, really. Like I'm looking at Jupiter right now and the marble uh, coloring to it is phenomenal. Same with Neptune. Uh, so I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there has to be more to it though than just simply being these structures that are there for us to look at and enjoy. Um, now what their purpose is exactly, uh, or was, or will be, who knows, you know? Right. Well, and 
a lot of scientists have speculated that a lot of the solar systems that we can see, like with the Hubble, um, are actually probably already dead because of light speed um, catching up to us. You know, we're seeing several years ago compared to current time. Mm-hmm. And that could be one thing in and of itself, but also that would also make sense too that maybe human life didn't originate on Earth. And here's my thought process on that. We've speculated for years about evolution, micro, uh, macro evolution. You know, what Darwin talked about was macro evolution. <clears throat> and still today, and you guys can tell me I'm wrong, that's fine. We still cannot find the exact missing link mm -hmm. to link humans to apes. Yes, we are very related to apes in some way because right. DNA strands plus different traits but not exact. Well, we're also very related to pigs, even more well, so than right. apes. <laughs> right. And so it, that that really begs the question, you, you know, if you look at the scriptures, obviously the scriptures say we, we were just put here. Um, mm -hmm. If you look at science, science will try and explain things but they still can't say 100%, hey, we did evolve. Here is the exact chain of events that have brought us to this point. You know, the, the, the typical picture that you see, and, and maybe it was just a piece of artwork, not necessarily the actual evolution of man, but the basically chimpanzee, that evolved into Cro-Magnon man and then now Homo sapien. Right. And I mean, go ahead. I was just gonna say what you're speaking of is Darwinism. Um, it's what we grew up with. That's what we grew up learning. And I can't tell you how many uh, cards that I see on the road that have a little, uh, what is it? It's like the fish that is, What's it doing? I forget what it's doing, but there's something. There's like a dar. Oh, I think it's a fish with legs, right? Is oh. little Darwin symbol. Um, which is it's religion and science, man. It's so it's it's so funny how petty they both are because you know we see, <laughs> you, you see I see these uh, these little fish with feet on them that that's for Dar <clears throat> Darwinism, but then I see these Christian symbols of the fish, the Christian fish eating a small version of the Darwin fish. It's like, why? Anyway, <laughs> uh, you're right. You know, they're, 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 regardless of how much science tries to push this idea of macroevolution, there's no significant evidence to prove that we developed from a fish. You know, it, and it doesn't make sense. Logically, it doesn't make any sense at all um, for a fish to just be like, oh, I'm going to hop onto the land and maybe I'll just keep breathing for years and years and years until evolution takes its, you know, course fish weren't meant to breathe air. I mean, unless it's like a dolphin or something like that, 
Um, and of course, we have reptilians like alligators and you know whatnot. But it's right. it's very different from what they're trying to claim. And we know that there's very like different branches of humanity. That's a fact. And there was a point in which we branched off from the others, like the Neanderthals, for example. Uh, the modern Homo sapien once uh, lived with Neanderthals, but the Neanderthals couldn't keep up. And the modern Homo sapien just continued to move forward. And we have humanity as is today, while all the others went extinct. Um, now, where is that difference? Like, where did where did it curve? We don't know. You know, we don't know if it's evolution. We don't know if there are two different types of races that, you know, eventually just started going off in their own way because it's kind of how life works, you know. Um, so, you know, I don't know. It's uh, I, I definitely agree with you, though. I, I, I don't think I don't. I mean, you know, I don't believe in macro evolution. So right. micro evolution is different. Um, and right now, I think that's what we have most of the evidence for. Right. Yeah. Well, and <clears throat> I mean, going back to the whole Mars thing, it seeing the video and, and thinking about it, I had already heard the theory to begin with, but it was hard to to watch it and then be start getting these other things, thinking about these other things about it, and not being like completely brain fried from going all these down these different avenues too because it's mm -hmm. it's hard to think about because as humans you know we're taught that we come from here we come from earth so it's it's a it's a completely different mindset um but uh, we're about halfway through so we'll take a quick break folks you've been listening to paratruth radio right here on killer podcast and paratruth.com um you're gonna hear a quick commercial and we'll be right back right after this history is complicated the story of human progress is long messy and riddled with controversies big and small on conflicted we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Welcome back to Paratooth Radio. As always, my name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we are talking about whether or not humanity, or just life in general, uh, came from Mars. <clears throat> so, 
one thing that has been kind of confusing because over the years we have been taught, at least I've been taught, that the Earth is moving closer to the sun. Mm-hmm. I also just learned that the Earth is actually moving further away from the sun. <laughs> you can find both of these online, and I don't know which is true. Of course, we also learned that the sun is growing, getting bigger, you know, getting to that point where one day it's going to just implode, right? Become that white dwarf and snuff everything out. So with that said, I mean, it it can go either way. So I'm just going to choose one. And if at this very moment, Earth is moving further away, it would make sense that every other planet is slowly moving further from the sun as well. So I feel like it's highly possible that each of these planets, if, I mean, depending on how you look at it, you know, I, there's no scientific evidence here. This is just a theory. Um, is that life had existed on each and every one of these planets at one point throughout time. And the f- they all hit that zone that we're in right now in Earth. So Neptune was once where Earth was. There was life. It moved further and further away over billions of years. Uranus, Uranus right where Earth was, created life. It moved further and further away. That died out. And we just see this progression over and over and over and over. And if Mars, if we originated from Mars, it's possible that when Mars was where Earth is today, uh, it too was capable of sustaining life. And as it moved further away, that life, in the terms of uh, uh, Malcolm from Jurassic Park, found a way, right? Life finds a way. Uh, And so it traversed over to Earth or just a whole new organism Became, came into existence once Earth hit this prime spot. Because we know that Earth, where we're located, is a prime spot for life. There's mm-hmm. no evidence that there was any life prior in any of the other planets closer to the sun or further away. But what if there was? We just can't find it yet because billions of years. Right. Well, there's nothing to indicate that there's not life there now either, except for like Mars has has no major atmosphere and no real water except for maybe underground. They they've said that they can, uh, they have kind of discovered water underground on Mars and even the polar caps. Um, there's also people that have speculated that there are these tiny beings on Mars. And this came out like years and years ago. Uh, there was a guy, he had a, a a Facebook page that, and then he was posting regularly, not sure what happened that he finally stopped, but he was posting pictures from the Rover. I'll, I'll tell you what happened. Government got him. Yeah. Something, <laughs> somebody he's posting the wrong pictures. Right. Well, he was posting these pictures of, they were just like black figures and everybody wanted to to speculate what it was uh, or that NASA had somehow blacked out something that was there. Not saying that they wouldn't have because they possibly actually could have. But um, they were showing these these images of supposed small humanoid beings there. Um, and then there have been talk about pyramid type structures that supposedly were caught on camera too. Mm-hmm. Um, but scientifically as of now, humans 
still don't know if there's even life in our current current solar system. Um, you brought up the whole, you know, Earth moving away from the sun or or closer to the sun. But even in school, I I honestly don't know now compared to when we were kids, but we were always taught that we basically have like a circular orbit around the sun. And current models now actually actually kind of show it more as a spiral because the sun is constantly moving in space as well towards the giant black hole that is in the middle of our um, galaxy, our Milky Way galaxy. So it's constantly moving, so we're constantly moving. So it's more of a spiral, not necessarily a circular constant circular uh movement around the sun mm. so yeah. yeah things are being constantly changed from when we were kids learning the stuff i know you know science is right about everything yet they keep changing their mind on what they want people <laughs> right. to learn because it's i'm not gonna say it but you know what science yep leave it at that um and don't get me wrong religion is no better no I'm, Gen- generally speaking, though, you know, everyone wants. To, that's. I think that's the one thing that's. Well, that it's always been a bother to me that, depending on your your faith, your religion, <clears throat> there's various branches of those religions typically, and so there's many different beliefs. Nobody really knows what right, what isn't, etc. At least in terms of history and whatnot, science is the exact same way. Depending on who you're talking to, there's different beliefs. Uh, nobody walks in with an open mind. They might say that they do, but they right. already have an idea of what they want to believe. And regardless of how much they think they're being open-minded, they're uh, subconsciously going to manipulate the evidence to point toward their belief in many cases. Um, <clears throat> what I think is interesting is, you know, science always states something as a fact when they believe it to be a fact and then later find out that they were wrong. And now they change it and it's like, oh no, this is the truth, which is ridiculous. Cause it's like, okay, it's like crying wolf. <laughs> this is the truth. Oh wait, no, that, that was wrong years ago. This is the truth now. Oh wait, no, 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 that's not right either. You know, it, it, there has to be a point where science comes out and says in our current model of what we know, this is what we believe. This may change in the next 10 to 20 years as more evidence comes forth, but they don't do that because right. many people within science is very prideful about the science. Uh, and we know a couple of people like that, uh, even within our own family mm-hmm. who, who are 100% argument, uh, argumentative over the science and the lack of anything outside of it, uh, whether that be spiritual or intelligent creatures of some sort, <laughs> not of our earth. Right. Well, and I mean, sci- science doesn't want to say, you know, we, ha- we haven't gotten to the point that we, we know all of this for a fact, you know, but like you said, why can't we just say, you know, as of science that we have discovered for now, we are confident in saying that this is w- what things are. 
Yeah. Instead, we just want to say this is fact. Yeah. Well, don't, you know, don't you know, worry about I've... don't worry about all the things we've said in the past. Don't worry about that. Yeah. This is fact. <laughs> it's not even that either. It's like, you know, whether whether it's something that you're reading in a book or learning or watching something on TV, uh, NPR, there's scientists who come on NPR regularly. Uh, you know, when they're hit with the question, regardless of what that question is, it's, it's if it's a question that they don't know the answer to they beat around the bush and they circle and circle and come back to a statement that they already previously made that has nothing to do with the question that was asked. And that's because for some reason, uh, scientists or not all, but many scientists have difficulty saying that they don't know, you know, because they're know-it-alls. They want to be know-it-alls. They want to be, you know, Oh no, this is fact. You're right. They're big headed. Um, but it'd be nice to, 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 it's nice, in my opinion, when someone, scientists or otherwise, who's a specialist, who knows that there are facts and there, those facts aren't always 100, 100%, you know, legitimate, uh, where they can come up from a question and be like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know that answer. <laughs> There's not enough scientific evidence to say that it's, you know, true, but I can't say that it's not true because there's no evidence. They don't do that, though. They just kind of beat around the bush. Right. Well, I think that's pretty much all we can say. What are what are some of your final thoughts on humans coming from from Earth or from Mars? Yeah. Well, so here's something that I wanted to go into, and it actually the theories that I came across are oddly in alignment with the past of what we know of humanity, the Neanderthals, for example. So <clears throat> when I was doing my research, and I had already mentioned one thing, I talked about the skin pigmentation earlier. If mm -hmm. humans were to uh, go to Mars and be there for thousands of years, there's a chance that their skin would start to change the color of their skin to help protect them from the sun. Right. Um, or lack thereof. Well, that's not the only difference something else that is speculated is that as <clears throat> as humans spend more time on mars because of the lack of gravity there's a higher potential that the skeletons of humans will become larger they'll become bigger uh, the bones become more protruded in the forehead especially think of that Mm. Neanderthal is a bigger brow. Um, it's believed that because of the less gravity, uh, they'll be able to take an evolutionary step forward because the bones will have to be once one, they won't have gravity weighing down on them. So they'll have more room to grow, but also because there's no gravity, meaning the bones themselves, like here on earth, when we walk around, you know, just walking with uh, against gravity, pushing against gravity. When you think of weightlifting, you're pushing against gravity, really. Um, you're building, um, you're building bone stability, bone strength. Uh, the the bones getting thicker, it's getting stronger. On Mars or a place that doesn't have gravity or as much gravity, you're not going to have that same resistance. So the bones will get bigger, and they'll have to in order to protect the bone from fractures. So when you think about that and you think about the Neanderthals and early humanity and the other branches of, of early humans, 
they were in many some cases bigger and in some cases uh their heads are larger which is a big thing here uh especially according to the theory that women especially uh on mars will have larger heads than they do here on earth um babies that they have they they likely won't be able to have a regular birth they'll have to have c-sections on mars because the bone structure of babies will be much larger uh, and therefore doing a c-section the head will be bigger and that's something that they're already seeing around here on earth is that women who have c-sections the child tends to have a larger head because it doesn't have to squeeze through you know not right. to make this about a health channel but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know so that's something to consider because it's like okay if these you know future humans are going to start to change and their skeletons are going to start making them look like early humans were here on earth well that makes me think that maybe yeah human early humans might have come from if not mars a place that had less gravity right allowed the bigger bone structure Another thing that I wanted to mention, which has nothing to do with this, but it does have to a lot to do with what we know about alien technology and early technology. You think think of the myths behind um, Atlantis, right? The lost city of Atlantis. Think of uh, the pyramids, how for years people said there had to be some sort of technological advancement in Egypt, early Egypt, in right. order to make the pyramids the way that they were. Well, according to this this article on cnbc i gotta find it here we go uh this guy named solomon said that generally speaking uh about the the changing appearance of mars colonists uh that's basically impossible to say whether or not they will necessarily look different but what will likely be different is the technology that they use uh they ended up saying that people on Mars will probably be aggressive in genetic engineering and self-modification, uh, basically body part and organ enhancement and or replacement to the extent of embedding various monitoring and repair devices and taking a cyborg-like path. This will be a very technology-forward cohort advancing far behind what we currently know here on Earth. On top of that, as they spend more time separated from us and they distance themselves in terms of their humanity there's a likely chance that their dialect will change as well and there will be a point in which we don't recognize them as being human even though they are so now this jumps to other aspects of everything we've talked about over the years in terms of the to extraterrestrials and technologies uh, i know we've talked about like did humans come from like are aliens and i'm talking about you know all the various types of aliens that we know in outer space or believe mm. uh how maybe they are future versions of ourselves and here we see in a theoretical science-based uh opinion that yeah if humans were to leave earth and go somewhere for hundreds thousands millions of years whatever there's going to be significant changes to their bodies to their minds to their dialect to their technology so it's all kind of circuit you know to me it all comes around full circle it's very intriguing yeah for sure and that that opens up a whole other can of worms <laughs> well and how many times that have we seen as of recent that 
the UFO, you've even brought this up uh, about like how UFOs are, are possibly portals, but mm. um, I, I've heard this theory very recently from several different people or, or sources saying that the UFOs that you're seeing aren't extraterrestrial. They're humans from the past coming to check on us or I'm sorry, humans from the future coming to check on us in the past. Which gives us this idea of time travel. Right. And again, that opens up a whole other can of worms as well, but um, maybe we should just turn this this into a series, this episode. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> these other two things that open up cans of worms next week and the week after. Now it's so we not only do we have the over the campfire down the rabbit hole, now we have the can of worms series. Well, I mean, that's that doesn't have to be a thing, but you know, we can easily continue on with this discussion instead of putting it off for months on end. Oh, yeah, hey, remember a few months back when we were talking about this? Well, let's talk about time travel and let's talk about you know, all these other aliens actually being human future versions of humans. Yeah. Yeah. We can absolutely continue on next week. Um, I guess personally, I I don't know what to think about the whole humans coming from Mars thing. Um, you know, we, we have that book, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Um, it does make me question a lot that that humans aren't from earth and that goes well beyond just speculating the whole mars thing but um it does it does bring up a lot of interesting thoughts and and do i believe it eh, I, I believe it's possible can i say with 100 percent certainty not not really but what are yeah. whatever your kind of some of your final thoughts about the whole Mars thing. Um, I mean, I just think aside from what I've already stated, you know, I, I feel like right now my thought is leaning towards the possibility that there is a bioorganism, you know, that jetted from Mars. If any life came from Mars at all, that would be it. It would be right. that science backed. Uh, micro not macro but again, like we talked about right but you know even that though it's still speculation it's just theory there's no proof uh, until they finally found Mars that theory is just that a theory so until we see some solidified evidence uh, as of right now I would say that life just simply started on Earth because I, I feel like Mars and Earth were they're very similar they're sister general, planets but yeah. even more so billions of years ago and you know it's kind of like you know the 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 strong survives right and earth just happened to be in that perfect little spot where it was able to kind of thrive and become what we know it today whereas mars did not uh and that's just it's just all by chance i think i suppose um, but you know what? 
I'm not a scientist and I'm okay to say, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're not a scientist as in strictly educated scientist. You use scientific method. So in a sense, you're a scientist. Well, okay, I mean that's a whole other kind of worm. We'll do that on day f- on week four. We'll talk about that. All right, all right, folks. That's pretty much all we got for this week's episode. Make sure you're checking out uh, KillerPodcast.com, Paratruth.com, and um, all the great shows that are on Killer Podcasts. They they've added actually quite a few more shows than the last time that I had been on the website. So make sure you check all those out. Um, any other uh, uh, housekeeping? Gosh, before we head out. Um. No, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, you know, it's. I don't know yet if we're going to be doing like any type of special show for Valentine's Day or not. That's the next holiday coming around. I that's I did one for uh with Back on Forgotten Truth radio years ago. Um so that's something you and I can discuss. But other than that, just you know, January is almost over. We got another week or so left here. So I hope you guys' new year is going well. I hope it's treating you good. And uh we look forward to talking to you next week. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, whatever, ideas even feel free to send us uh, a message on any of the social media medias or via email. Um, but yeah, that's it. Yep. Yep. Valentine's day was on my thought process too. So we'll get that hammered out, but okay, folks until next week, until you, uh, where you'll find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin and I'm Eric. Peace. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, I think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.